just remember that scripture, that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their sin, then I will forgive them and I will heal their land. And Father, we just thank you that as we return to school this year, that the children keep their eyes focused on God. Remember that his hand is still on those schools. His hand is still on America. That people are turning back to God. And so we just bind those forces that would come against the word of God. We bind them in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you that light will shine in the darkness. And we just thank you, Lord, that the teachers who walk in that light, that they are a light to their students. And those students who walk in the light, that they are light to those around them. That the darkness will recede in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Lord, for a move of your spirit in the schools, in our communities. Father, at every level of our society, that people would realize that without God, there is no hope. That he is the light of the world. That he makes a way where there is no way. And Father, we just thank you. We just lift up our students in this congregation. And Father, we just speak protection around them in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. Father, we just ask you to guard their hearts and their minds. That they would have wisdom to know what's true and what's false. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we just commit to pray for our schools for our students, for our young people, and for those in authority, that they would be led by your spirit. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Everyone in agreement said amen. So we'll release now the ch children to your classes and Let's greet each other before we turn it over to Andrew for announcements here. I know this mic works. We have another Faith and Freedom rally coming up at Paul and Babe Waterfront week from today, 2 o'clock. Uh, if you, we've got um, Justin Hoover, evangelist, will be giving a message, and J.D. Olson. I believe she was here last year as well. She will be um, singing and giving testimony. Um, and we, if you want to go, it's about an hour and a half. We'd like you to bring your own chairs. There will be some, but I don't know that there would be enough. And we're still looking for a few volunteers. So if the Lord would lay it on your heart, um, give me a shout, please. And you've got flyers. How many were there last year? That was pretty amazing. Ugh. Good stuff. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Uh, this Wednesday at 9 a.m., Touchpoint with Pastor Steve and Joyce. Uh, youth group in elementary on Wednesdays will start again September 21st. Uh, check out our new website. We'll be talking about that more next week. TenStrikeCommunityChurch.com. Get a preview before we talk about it. Um, you should be getting an email, if you're on the email list, about the Forge online ministry classes, which begin Thursday, September 22nd. Uh, next Sunday, bring a dish to share. We're having a pot blessing. If you have any questions, you can contact Carla about the pot blessing next week. I'm going to pull out my phone here. I just want to share with you really quickly 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 through 11. 
How many of you are grateful for the life that you have? And we want to live lives of gratefulness. Amen. I'm going to refer back to what Mark Van Tassel said about sometimes it's better just to have a book, technology. Come on now. Amen. He's not the only one. Okay, 2 Corinthians. Okay, I was waiting for you all to get there as well in your own Bibles. <laughs> Starting with verse 6, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Sounds like a push to give generously, but listen here. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Paul was writing this and he was accepting gifts from the church to do his ministry. And I would just encourage you that as we live a life of generosity and gratefulness, because of what God has done for us, we have a heart to give. And that's what God is after. He's after hearts that want to give and serve. And what will God do? He will continue to give us seeds so we can plant more good things as we continue to be generous. Thank God for that. Uh, as you give, you can, there's boxes at the back of the sanctuary here. You can give online at tenstrikecommunitychurch.com or you can mail your gifts to Ten Strike Community Church P.O. Box 67 here in Ten Strike. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are to us, Lord, and we live a life uh, that follows you, Lord. We depend on you. We need you for uh, life itself, Lord, and we are grateful for all the blessings that we have. We ask that you would bless us as we give, uh, multiply the gifts as we sow into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. So good to be with you guys this morning. I just, uh, just feel the love of God today. Anybody else? Just sense his love, his power, his presence here this morning. Um, Chantel and I were talking on the way up here this morning about the schools, you know, praying for the kids, and, and I said something I have to kind of apologize to her because it wasn't really accurate. I said, you know, once our country crosses a, a certain threshold, it's almost impossible to get back. And our public schools have really been inundated by so much darkness. And it used to be... You know, it was things that were brought in, you know, you would be able to see them quite clearly. Now the teachers are teaching it from behind the desks. And I was reminded, God reminded me, said, well, wait a minute, I sent Jonah to Nineveh. And I thought about that story, and I thought it took a little bit of coaxing to get Jonah to Nineveh. And so sometimes the messengers aren't exactly excited about sharing the message either. And once he got there, and, and I haven't read the story for a while, but I believe they had 40 days to repent or God was going to destroy the country. But instead of that, they just repented immediately. And I believe the United States could be restored, but there's only one way, amen? There's only one way, and that's for the Holy Spirit to sweep 
over this land again. And that the Jonas of the world would come back and say, okay, God, you got my attention. I'm going to come back and preach truth. And then from that point on, that we would see our country changed, revived, brought back. Even better than it was. Why, why stop at where it was? Let's, get, let's have it better. I miss those days, and I'm not that old, but I miss those innocent days of my youth. Uh, we were talking about that on the way up here today, what a Sunday looked like for me as a child. And I know we need that again. Would you bring up uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 3 through 9 for me? I believe it should be up on the screen. I was out camping with Danny on Friday night, and we, um, I woke up early, about 4 o'clock in the morning, and the scriptures that Paul was sharing about the body of Christ were on my heart. And I just laid there and thought about them, and then I got up and started um, looking them up from different portions of Scripture. But this is in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Just keep them coming. Let's bring them right up through this whole portion. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with with the faith God has distributed to each of you. God is pouring out faith to us. Let's remember that this morning. The next verse. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Remember, God was given that grace and that faith to us. If your gift is prophesied, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Verse 7 says, If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. Verse 8 says, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lend, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. So I'm going to stop. Just let that one line soak in. Love must be sincere. I'll admit, I don't have a hard time loving you guys. You're all pretty good eggs for the most part, you know? It's easy to love those that are loving you back. It's harder to love someone who's persecuting you, someone that's ridiculing you, someone that's lying about you. Someone who is flat out your enemy, but Jesus said, love them, pray for them, do good to them. He goes on, Paul said, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Verse 10. It's a coming. And it's gone. Is yours gone too? I may have to break out the old uh, Bible, read the rest of it. Each one of us has a different gift, a different ministry. And no matter what that is, if we're not doing it with sincere love for each other, we're never going to see the results that we ought to see, but more than that, I think we're going to get frustrated when we're trying to do what God has called us to do or even gifted us to do. So um, the rest of that scripture, verse 10 says, um, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. 
in honor, preferring one another, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing in prayer. I'll stop there. Um, as I was thinking about the body of Christ, I began to um, think about the band that uh, God has blessed me with. I remember laying in uh, bed one morning. Chantel could probably tell you the exact day it was. It was probably about 15 years ago. And I said, Lord, before I die, I want to be able to play with a really good band. Church is always a little bit different than when we go out and minister at different places. But we've had a really good summer, haven't we, guys? I mean, it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to see God bring healing in our lives, in my life. It's been fun to see this group light up on stage. Sari's not here. She's been fiddling with us all summer as well. But it seems like in July and August, we've been out just about every weekend somewhere doing something. Last weekend, we were in Fargo at Thrive Fest, and what a fun day. I mean, it was, it was good, wasn't it, John? Isn't that fun? Amazing. And I don't know, I'm not quite old enough to be Rod's dad, but I felt like a proud father of this group, of being on stage and, you know, watching the reaction of the crowd, the laughter and the joy and, and even the tears that we have seen over the summer. And I, I think of the body of Christ working together. I, I had a few guys playing with me one time, and I, I would swear they made mistakes on purpose. You know? <laughs> it wasn't funny, Joyce, at all. But it was, uh, it was frustrating, and it just felt, I don't know, uncomfortable. And not that I'm a perfectionist or don't make mistakes when I'm playing, but I always want to strive, as Paul talked about, to do our best. Amen? Strive to do well for God. I, um, I started thinking about, as I was laying there a couple days ago, pondering the body of Christ, what would this band be like if all... There's usually, what, seven of us up here? What if we all said, I want to be the drummer, and we all brought our own drum set? And even if we were really good drummers, I don't think the sweet savor would be wafting up to God. Do you know what I'm talking about? Each one in a band has a specific heart, a specific gift, and when we use those the way they are supposed to be used, when Susan plays the keys and, and Rod plays the bass and Doug plays the drums and I stay away from the drums and the keyboard and I just play my guitar like I'm supposed to, and when the girls sing, all of a sudden it blends together and it makes something very beautiful. And it makes sense. There's not room in this church for two Pastor Steves. I'm sorry. There just isn't room for that. Amen? You better hope they don't say amen too loud at that one. But he has his role, his position, his part of the body. In Paul's letter to 1 Corinthians, he was talking about the body a little bit more. And he said... Um, the body is not one member, but many. How can the foot say, because I am not a hand, I'm not, I don't need you? You know? That's like all being drummers, right? How many of you have a nose? Anybody have a nose? Yeah. 
We all have one, don't we? Wouldn't we look silly if we had four of them across our face, you know? Whatever, or an extra ear hanging on your cheek, or five or six arms growing out, whatever it might be. And I'll guarantee you that the, the ear would never say to the hand, I don't need you, especially when it itches, right? All of a sudden, our fingers become very important when we need to scratch somewhere. This body functions perfectly when all of you do what you're supposed to be doing and don't try to be somebody else. Don't covet what somebody else has. I like what Joyce Meyer said years ago. She said, don't ever want to be who I am unless you're willing to walk where I've walked. And that, then we still shouldn't covet that person's gift, that person's uh, ministry to the body of Christ and in the body. If this thing is working good, it really works good. Paul said that God gives extra grace to those uncomely parts. Any of y'all have some uncomely parts? Huh? But we need them, don't we? I'll tell you one thing, if the plumbing shuts down, the whole thing is over and out, right? Come on. Those aren't the pretty parts, the inward things in our bodies. We're always combing our hair, what's left of it, right, Dan? Yeah. We don't have to spend as much on combs anymore as we used to. And we're always looking in the mirror at our face. When's the last time you ever put your foot up to the mirror and checked it out, see how it's doing? We don't do that. But it would be very hard today for me to be up here without my feet. And even without each toe doing what it's supposed to do to keep my balance, to keep me where I need to be. God sees where you're at in this body. He sees what you do. And that's why he says, do it for his glory. Do it for his honor. If you're sweeping a floor, do it unto the Lord. If you're cleaning a toilet, do it unto the Lord. Right? When no one's here to watch you, say, Lord, I'm doing this for you. Because each part of the body is so important to make the whole function. I truly have been blessed with the gift of having an amazing band with me. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of them. Love you guys. And I just think you guys should be proud. They sacrifice a lot when they come out and we travel. It's not all the lights and glitter of the stage, that's for sure. But I'm thankful for them, as I am this song. When I see the sunrise in the morning When I feel the wind blow across my face When I hear the sound of children Call. 
he gave his life for me I was there the day my mama went to heaven this morning. Amen. Give the Lord a good clap. The thing that I love about country music, I, I always tell people when we're out, I, I like two kinds of music. I like country and western. Go ahead, Doug. That's, there you go. I'm not going to quit my day job and go into comedy full time, but I'm working on it now. But the nice thing about country music is you can relate to the stories that it tells. How many of you, when that song gets to that second verse and talks about mama going to heaven, how many of you can relate to that, that part of the song? I didn't write that, but that was true. I was there when my mom went to heaven. I was holding her hand. We were praying. We were singing the old rugged cross and how great thou art. I was there, and I felt the angels come and take her home. Country music is something that we, we relate to because it tells, especially older country music, it tells a story about what we've been through in life, what we've walked in life. This past Christmas, I um, came across the lyrics to a Garth Brooks song. Anybody ever heard of Garth Brooks? Even though you're in church, you can admit it. Pastor Steve's not looking right now, so... I know you listen to a little bit of secular music, so. But Garth Brooks wrote a song called The Dance, or he sang it anyway. I'm not sure if he wrote it or not. And I always thought it was about, a, you know, this guy had a girlfriend, and she left, and it was, it was sad. But last Christmas, I was looking at the lyrics of that, and God dropped it into my heart. He said, this is your song for your son, Mathis. It didn't make sense at first to me. And I started practicing it. I sang it a couple songs, and, or a couple times rather, and just put it on the shelf. And, but this summer, we have put it into our set when we've been out touring and singing. And I've watched the response of the people, but mostly the response in my own heart and the healing that God has brought to my own heart. I look down 
and I'll be all right. I look down this morning, and I see our five beautiful kids sitting here. And even though the workload is not light by any means, we were up at quarter to six this morning and started showering and getting kids ready and to be able to get out of the house by eight o'clock. But I look at our family and it's, it's small compared to what we had years ago. I remember times we came here, we had eight or nine kids. We had about four nurses with us. And we filled up two rows, or we took three rows, or whatever it took. And I was reminded of Chandra Pierce. She's a comedian. Ever listen to her? Some of you older folks will know who she is. And I hadn't heard her whole story, and I heard it quite a few years ago now, but she had a sister and I might get this confused, but one of her sisters, she said, we used to sit front row, left side of the church, mom and dad, her and her two sisters, and all of a sudden, one of her sisters got sick, and it was just a short time later that that sister died. And she said, there we were, still on the front row, the four of us now sitting there, and it was just a short time later that her sister was on her way to school, I believe, and was killed in a car accident. So she said, now it was just Daddy and Mama and I sitting there on the front row. And it wasn't long after that, Dad couldn't take it anymore. The pain, the heartache got too much, and he left. And he, she said, left me and Mom sitting there on the front row. But she said Jesus was there. And no matter what, Jesus is there. Amen? No matter what you're going through today, Jesus is there. And right now we're down, we have one person left that's work. It's hard to find people that want to work anymore. Isn't that odd? After COVID, everybody just disappeared off the face of the earth. We have one person that works with us, so a lot of times it's a very heavy load for us this morning. Getting everybody here is not easy, but guess what? Jesus is there. And we have determined to say we will not lose our joy. We will not lose our peace. We will not let life as it unfolds kind of unfold us. And as this journey, this dance, so to speak, unfolds before our eyes, the lyrics of this song ask the question, would I have changed something? If I could go back, or if I would have known, would I, would I tweak? Would I go back right now and say to my wife when she came to me 17 years ago and said, Honey, I feel like we should adopt. Because at first I told her, Go lay down, take a couple aspirins, and that feeling will go away. And then we'll be okay. And after standing by the grave of five of our kids and just watching the heartache of not only ourselves, but our grown children, our grandkids grieving, but to watch how the Lord is now healing and bringing restoration and bringing joy and bringing hope. A year ago, I wouldn't have known if I'd have ever got back on the stage with this amazing group. And that's just being honest. I don't, didn't know. Someone would ask me, do you think you'll ever play again? I, I, I told them, I said, I don't know. In fact, I probably would have said, mm, I doubt it. But I'm glad that God doesn't give up on us. Amen? He doesn't stop pursuing us. 
And now I can look back and say, I wouldn't have changed it. I wouldn't change it. Because I wouldn't want to miss the dance that God has for us. Looking back on the memory of the dance we share beneath the stars above for a moment all the words seem right how was I to know that you'd ever say goodbye and now Glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. Cause our lives are better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the Holding you, I held everything for a moment. Wasn't I the king? If I'd only known how the king would fall, well, who's to say? Though I might have changed it all And now I'm glad I didn't know The way it all would end The way it all would go Our lives are better left to chance I could have missed the pain Yes, my life is better left to chance I could have missed the pain I'd have had to miss the I remember 40 years ago, my oldest son Ryan was about 11 months old when I stopped denying that something wasn't quite right with him and took him to a neurologist and found out that he was diagnosed with what's called corpus callosum. There's part of the gray matter tract between two hemispheres of our brain was missing at development. And I was so devastated at that time thinking, you know, I wouldn't be able to play ball with him and have him do the things that healthy kids were able to do. And you know, I don't understand how we get called. But we know our calling, don't we? Sometimes we run from it. Sometimes we make excuses so we don't have to do it. But I know that my wife and I were called from a young, young age. As we talk about it, we were called to be caregivers. That's what we do. And there's days we get frustrated. There's days we run out of gas and just kind of flop on the bed and go, I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'm finished with this. I can't, you know, I'm, I watch some of my older friends that were my age and they're off playing golf or they're off doing what they want to do when they want to do. But I think of the times that he has come on stage and drummed and touched the hearts of people and ministered to them. And I know for each one of my boys, Vante, He's turning into quite a rock star himself playing guitar. Aren't you, buddy? 
Yes, he is. But I wouldn't want to change any of it. Because this life, in many ways, is a, is a beautiful dance that God's given us. And no matter what circumstances have challenged you or been there, we can always just know that God is, he's orchestrating and he's choreographing that dance of your life. Even when it's tough, even when it's difficult. But today I want to close with this because I am thankful to God. Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the blessings I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth love from you or the kindness you've shown if you know this old song sing it oh lord help me jesus i've wasted it so help me jesus i know If you think there's a way I could try to repay All I've taken from you Maybe, Lord, I could show someone else What I've been through myself on my way back to you Oh Lord help me Jesus I've wasted it so Stand with us and sing it. Oh, 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 Lord, help me, Jesus. I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus. I know what I am. And now that I know, I souls in your hand please help me Jesus my souls in your hand amen pastor Steve Lord our soul You make me cry when you sing, <laughs> sometimes.
And he did it again today, you know, because I, I remember so well holding my mom's hand when she made that transition. And um, it'll be 20 years next Saturday, the 10th really? of September that, Is that right? I was there with my mom, 20 years. Yeah, and for me it'll be three, I guess, already. Is that right? Three? Or two? <laughs> two. But, um, but oh, like you said, you almost could sense 10,000 angels, you know. And that's like it was with mom, too. Joyce was there. Judy was there. And you were holding her hand, too. And, uh, I'm going to make myself cry. <laughs> That's not good, is it? I do it all the time. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you didn't cry, though, when it happened. No, it was good. It was glorious, and she saw. She just, she just went. <laughs> she says, he's here. He's here. He's here, you know, she was looking beyond us, you know, into the glory. He was saying it. But you see, that's what awaits us in him. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, the cross that we sang about this morning. That old rugged cross and the blood, blood that he shed for us. It wasn't shedding tears for his own grief, but it was for ours. As that other song, I what song that was. But uh, it's so real. But then the body of Christ... We are each part, everyone here, and those that are out or that are watching online this morning, or whenever you see it, we're part of the body of Christ. You know, maybe part of this body, some may be seeing it part of another local church, local church body, or like we say here, every believer minister. And we all have a part. And we just do our part, not you wouldn't want me drumming on the drums. I'm so glad we got people like Doug and John and others who do that. You wouldn't want me on the piano either. Or the guitar. Or any other instrument. You better stick to preaching. <laughs> as far as that goes. But then the healing of the broken heart, we have a witness right before us. If your heart has been broken, if your heart has been broken, or if there are things in your life that you just question, you say, I don't understand. Well, you know what? Some things we aren't going to totally understand, are we? Before we make that transition. You know, it could be the transition where we pass through those gates or when Jesus comes again because he's coming did you know that, that Jesus is coming again? That's another old song we used to sing. Jesus is coming to earth again. What if it were today? Signs of his coming multiply. Morning light breaks in eastern sky. It'd be very soon. But we're going to just continue to live each day in what he wants us to do. But he heals our broken hearts and he helps us to walk in trust. He says, trust me. That's what he says. And Lord, we just lift this all before you, this culmination of things that came forth this morning by your spirit, through the word and through the songs, Lord, that you would minister to those places in our hearts that need it. Whether it's Spirit, soul, or body, Lord. Strengthening in spirit or a touch in our mind or emotions or in our physical bodies, wholeness and healing. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we include that for Pastor Dean, who is watching.
We aren't forgetting you, Pastor Dean. No, we aren't. We're standing with you. We're wholeness. Amen? Amen, congregation? It's good to see Dave and Sue back. I was talking to them before. Next week, we're going to talk about mindset. Who sets your mind? It's important where your mind is set. And so we'll be sharing about that. And uh, now, if anyone would like more prayer, please come forward. But we're having a meal after the service today. You're welcome to stay for that, for fellowship. And God bless you all, and we're all going out into that place and our places and are continuing as ministers. Amen. Thanks again, Kent and Chantel. Come and do